Welcome to Technically Iowa, a podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and all-out female rock stars connected to technology in Iowa. I'm Beth Trejo, and I'll be your host for the show. We have a great show for you planned today. But first, a message from our sponsor. Be sure to check out TAI's Catalyst Series, presented by Corteva AgriScience Agricultural Division of Dow DuPont. This Catalyst Series profiles Iowa women technology leaders through personal long-form interviews and beautiful photography. The digital series will culminate in a live event on December 4th in downtown Des Moines at the Tea Room. Experience photography from the series and listen to stories from women featured throughout 2018. You can meet the Catalyst and learn more about the live event at CatalystIowa.com. That's C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T-S-Iowa.com. Hello and welcome to Technically Iowa, a podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and all-out female rock stars connected to technology in Iowa. I'm Beth Trejo and I'll be your host for the show today. We're so excited to welcome guest speaker Lisa Kearns and Lisa is the CIO at Fairway Stores Inc. and we have a great show for you today, so stay tuned. All right, well welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. First, let's just Give our listeners a little bit of an intro on yourself and kind of your role at Fairway. Sure. I am the Chief Information Officer for Fairway Stores. Many people in Iowa are probably familiar with Fairway, but we are a a regional grocery and meat retailer. We have about 120 stores across five states. We're primarily in Iowa, also in South Dakota, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Illinois. As many people know, we're a grocery retailer, and so a lot of what I do is I support our brand in its efforts uh, to engage with the consumer as well as to provide products in our stores. I have all the technology teams. That's all the office, warehouse, and store technology teams. We work together in order to provide all the services uh, for our consumers. Awesome. And what's your background? Did you kind of grow up in the traditional technology path? Are you a software engineer? Curious to know a little bit more about how you got to your position. I probably started my career as a software developer. I graduated from Northern Illinois University. I had a specialized degree that was kind of uh, tailored mostly toward the aerospace industry. So I started my career uh, building uh, aircraft engines for GE aircraft engines in Cincinnati. And I spent Quite a bit of time in, in aerospace, uh, both with GE aircraft engines as well as Rolls-Royce Aerospace. Uh, and then I started to get a little bit more into uh, the retail space. And uh, I found that I, I really loved retail. I loved buying things. I loved selling things. And I loved people who, who bought and sold things. So I transitioned my career over and about a decade ago and worked a lot in the retail industry. I spent some time with Kroger, which is a very large grocery store chain that's based in Cincinnati, Ohio, has about 30 banners across the United States. And then I also spent some time with Luxottica Retail, who owns Sunglass Hut and Lens Crafters, Ray-Ban, Oakley, lots of brands like that, uh, before finally coming to Fairway about six months ago. Awesome. And where are you guys based out of? Are you based out of Iowa? We are. We are headquartered in Boone, Iowa, which is about uh, an hour north of Des Moines. Awesome. That's exciting. So I'm really excited to talk to you today because uh, I think the whole concept around how we purchase food and decide what we're going to make every week for dinner has really changed. I know within my family that dynamic has changed probably the most drastically in the last five years. So I'm interested to know how Fairway is preparing or growing around kind of the new way that we are now 
purchasing food and planning our meals. And, you know, as you guys are retailers, tell me more about what Fairway is doing to kind of adapt and get ahead of that curve. You know, it's it's a really interesting story with a brand like Fairway. And it's interesting, no matter how you look at it in grocery, grocery is very tough for a retail environment, not just because of just the, the cost of the goods and the margins, but also because we have consumers that are 15 years old and we have consumers that are 99 years old. And we have to think about how we appeal to people or whether we appeal to people across that entire spectrum. And Fairway is a very, very traditional brand in Iowa. It started uh, about 80 years ago. We just celebrated our 80th anniversary this past May. We've had a very traditional approach to grocery retailing. And our consumers are very polarized about that. Uh, A lot of people will tell me, I really love Fairway because a little bit kind of historical, a little bit old fashioned, and you're not doing all that technology stuff because I'm tired of all that. And then I have other people that say, why aren't you doing all that technology stuff? That's the new way of, of doing things. So our consumer base is really polarized toward us as far as how do we continue to grow and continue to respond to changing consumer needs at the same time staying true to our roots and being good at the things that we're good at that people love about us. Because the way that this is working, those those can be at odds with each other. So I think as much as anything, change from Fairway comes first from within. With the people, many, many people have worked for Fairway that are actually fourth generation at this point, that multiple generations of their family before them have worked for them and have always known Fairway to be one thing. So as much as anything, as we change to meet the growing needs of consumers, we, we have to change ourselves from the inside. As with all things, uh, that change takes time, but we are slowly getting there in terms of looking at some of the newer technologies that we're starting to see in grocery. Uh, we have kind of hung back a little bit to see what has worked for others and, and what's compelling for the consumer, because uh, we tend to be quite conservative that way. But certainly we want to respond to consumers' desires for new shopping methods, new pickup methods, because we understand that they have very busy lives and that shopping has changed. So we are definitely looking at some of those newer things and you know, expect to you know, be able to provide some, some new capabilities over the next year. That's really exciting. You know, I think that that polarizing kind of not, I don't even want to say polarizing, I think that has a negative connotation, but, you know, even consumers in their minds have two different thought processes in, at any given time or day. Me, for example, I, I love to be able to use technology to decide, you know, what groceries I'm going to get, what's my list. But I also want to go to a meat counter and actually, you know, pick something out and look at, at the quality. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Fairway. I think there's a lot to be said about that. So it's really interesting to think about not only, you know, is is it an age breakdown, but it's also probably depending on the person or the time that you ask them what they want. Um, so I think that it's definitely a changing industry, but it's it's fascinating to me how you guys are adapting and waiting and yet still making progress at the same time. The grocery industry in general, uh, there's there's a lot of very large wars going on. I think right now we, we don't want to be collateral damage in those wars, yeah. 
but much, much larger players are duking it out as far as what grocery is going to be like in the future. There's a, a lot that we could be throwing at it as well to try to get in on the fray. But I think we're trying to listen to our consumers and, and what it is that they want. We want to be careful in responding to those things and not kind of wearing people out with one technology after another. Uh, so we're choosing carefully. Great strategy for sure. Um, okay, so now it's time for a little fun. Um, we're going to play a game called Dis or Dat, which basically is I'm going to say two things, two items, and you pick one or the other. And you can just kind of go rapid fire through these. Chrome or Explorer? Chrome. Facebook or Twitter? Neither. Oh. I, I'm not very public that way. Uh, I would say LinkedIn if I had to choose one there. Okay, so this next one will probably be neither as well. Instagram or Snapchat? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, organic or processed? Organic. PC or Mac? Both. I oh. actually have both. Well, that's that's. Do you use them both simultaneously? And do they play no, nicely? No, not simultaneously. <laughs> different different things. Okay. Different purposes. <laughs> iOS or Android? Definitely Android. Okay, now this is a very heated one. Iowa or Iowa State? You know. I am a transplant from Ohio uh, just six months ago, so I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, I'll go with the one that I'm, I'm sure that most of my, my coworkers like me to go with, it, which is Iowa State. Yeah, I was going to say, being based in Boone there, I'm sure that you don't want to cause any waves by choosing Iowa on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll have I have lots of angry looks through the glass right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I chose the right one. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to talk a little bit about favorite tools and tips and tricks. We like to call them life hacks. So, what technology, blogs, or podcasts, or websites do you follow that help you get relevant information and keep you on the cutting edge? So, a lot of the things that I'm interested in and the things that I listen to or, or read tend to be focused around innovation. So, I subscribe to various blogs. Uh, around uh, VR and AR, which may not seem like it has a lot to do with the grocery industry, but certainly is going to have an impact on retail. So there's an Inside VR and AR blog that I subscribe to. Also, there's a, a blog uh, that, that comes, it's an email email subscription from Gaping Void. Um, Hugh McLeod uh, is the artist for that. And every day they put out kind of a, a little bit of a, a life lesson and it, it tends to be focused around entrepreneurs and innovation, basic technologies or networking technology or infrastructure technologies or how much I spend with a brand or on retail. It, it's a nice break at the end of the day to kind of refocus me to look at that particular mailing list and, and see what we're talking about when it comes to being innovators. So can you say the name of that one more time? I think that um, our listeners would definitely find value out of that. It's called Gaping Void. Okay. And, it's, and that's where you can subscribe to that? Um, I'll yes. definitely check that one yes. out too. That sounds interesting. Yes, absolutely. And then others would be like TechCrunch. Um, there's also a Rackspace blog out there. Uh, so I tend to, to focus a lot on retail technologies and, and things that are going on in retail. So some of the sources, you know, that are out there for that. But I focus a lot on innovation. How do we stay innovative? How do we try things? Fail fast if we're going to fail. Figure out if we if something is compelling, whether or not we should go forward with it or put it on the shelf for a while and until its time has come. Trying to stay uh, fresh with that type of activity every day and you know being able to communicate that across the brand that I'm with uh, today is very important in, in keeping yourself up to date. Yeah, especially you know the the pace at with which technology changes these days. 
So what would you say your favorite and maybe even least favorite technology products are? And, and why would you choose those? Wow. So I don't know about least favorite. I, I will say that I, I love technologies that kind of change the way that we that we live. Things that have an impact on us, but are, are maybe a little bit I- invisible. Change the way that we communicate, change the way that we live our daily lives. So those types of things, those supporting technologies, those are both interesting and scary. So if we look at the emergence of AI that's out there, you know, we all we're all talking about AI. AI is huge in retail because it's very, very big in customer engagement applications and shopping applications that make recommendations, track your purchases, uh, give you offers and deals, and, and kind of influence behavior this way. They're great technologies. They're also scary technologies because they're made by humans. And we've already found that there have been some problems with AIs and that human biases have reached its way into the code of those AIs. And we're starting to see some some biases that we have as human beings being implemented out through those AIs. And there's been some quick action to try to correct those. There's tremendous power with those technologies to aid us in our daily lives, but we also have to be careful, you know, to monitor those and and to make sure that they're they're essentially not taking over our lives. Yeah, I I agree. And I think those like invisible technologies like you're mentioning, one that comes to mind is um, you know, just the the concept that we don't have to have boarding passes anymore and all of our, you know, airplane and travel stuff is just right on our phone. I think that's something that it's so obvious to many people now how easy it is. But if you travel with someone who hasn't traveled for, you know, 15, 20 years, it's a big change for them. And so sometimes it's easy to forget how easy our our phones and other technologies have made things. That's very true. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on this show. And we really appreciated your insights and your knowledge. And we hope that you have a good rest of the day. Thank you. You too.